Welcome back to Ladder Side of Everything. Coming to you again live recorded for your listening pleasure. Whenever you have the chance to procure this to benefit from it, hopefully. Anyways, quick few plugs. Uh, the blog is thelightcomedy.wordpress.com thelightcomedy.blogspot.ca The RSS feed is The Light Comedy on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and FeedBurner all under the lighter side of everything. For any all old episodes, go to archive.org The Light Comedy. So, this one, uh, getting to the point, will be a mini as you may tell by the title. <laughs> just <laughs> imagine if I just ended every sentence like that. Uh, be quite a unique podcast, but no. Uh, I had a growth planning session with a charity that I consult for. Um, it's good. You know, it's really draining. Um, they're the charity that's com- in a lot of ways rains off. I was saying the other day, that's my short version of hands off and uh, they let the reins go sort of thing, um, let you go on your own. It, it's very rewarding. Um, but, you know, when you have these growth planning sessions, and I consider myself a very creative, strategic person, um, getting in these sessions with people who uh, I would consider not so much and a lot of different personalities, uh, while it's good for the charity and, you know, I, I almost need someone that's the antithesis of myself, to balance me out, but yeah, you know, it's just, uh, there's always a certain amount of conflict, whether it's verbalized or not, and uh, it was good though, it was a good production, but uh, it just made me think about something to do with work, and that's why I'm choosing now to do this mini episode. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I'll just title it as it is, like, what is the point of this meeting? <laughs> and, uh, we've all been in meetings where there's just no point. And these are some of the times and some of the philosophies I have about it. So uh, I worked at this international company and I did a couple internships there. Never really talked about it too much on this podcast, but, you know, they're all over the world and it was a great experience. And um, one of my communication challenges was planning uh, the corporate involvement in this uh, citywide um, sort of like charity Olympics sort of thing with sports and brain games and stuff like that. And, uh, it's called corporate challenge, if you will. And yeah, it was my, uh, I was supposed to plan our company's, um, participation and interaction with it, being a sponsor and participants. And also when I said our company, we were a member of a team with all the other companies and, you know, one of these corporations where there's all these different companies and blah, blah, blah point is that uh, there was meetings. Uh, There's regularly scheduled meetings and then there were sub-meetings and subcommittees and all this jazz. I was not a super huge fan of it the first year because a lot of it was learning, but then I went back for my uh, official internship in my second year and my boss basically said, okay, that's yours now. Like I'll be there at the significant meetings, but Um, you basically run them, you plan the meetings, you do the committees, you chair them, things like that. Um, it was a great rewarding experience, but, um, isn't there such a skill to being a good facilitator or 
<laughs> pardon me, being a good participant. Um, you know, it's one of those things you want to say to people. Like, I think if if I start my own company with uh, that I have employees and there's a physical meeting place, literally have on the wall in a meeting room to say like, do not get caught up in these things, uh, semantics. Oh, is there anything worse? Then being a company when someone's like, oh, but you said this earlier. It's like, mm, you said green instead of light green or things like that. I mean, I know that's not necessarily a case of semantics, but, um, oh boy, like exist and like exist in those things. And like, oh, well, it did exist in the past. Well, if it exists in the past, are we going to do it now? No. Then why are we talking about it? Well, why did we do it before? It's like, well. I know that's a vague example, and it's hard for me to pinpoint one off the top of my head. Brain is a little fried from the growth planning session for, you know, 14 hours. But, yeah, like, oh, people who, who bring up points or need, like, needing clarification is one thing. But when they want to start a debate or an argument, and then just one person is fine, right? Because then you can sort of, uh, well, shrug them off or, you know, be like, no, no, that's not really what we're talking about here. But uh, not saying you want groupthink, but just, you know, a table full of people who we don't need to, you know, spend time worrying about the little things and, and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, I would like to say that they don't need to be worried about, but they do. But, and here's the bigger but than the but I just mentioned, a huge but, Kardashian but, if you will. Um, they're not things that are meant for a meeting. And... And uh, I've heard a lot of people say, like, there's so many meetings that could have just been an email. Um, you know, I understand, like, when I worked at this same corporation, uh, our head office for corporate communications was in a different city, even though this is where the main office was for one of our, you know, one of the corporation's 12 companies. And we had our, uh, it wasn't weekly, uh, it was bi-weekly. So the way that it worked was, on week number one, we would have a meeting with my boss and her executive assistant. Then the next week, we would have a meeting, like a teleconference, and we would all have to update or things like that. And that and that worked out pretty well. So that's fine if it's it's more of an update. Um, it wasn't necessarily a meeting to argue, but uh, I, I sort of compare it to editing a paper. And I know I've used this example before, but uh, in communications, essentially, you want to edit something so that it looks like a single person wrote an entire document, no matter the size, no matter how many people were contributors to it. It just makes more sense that way. Um, nothing is more confusing and, you know, like this is a professional pet peeve, not a general pet peeve for society. So I don't expect people to have this pet peeve. <laughs> Uh, but when you read something and you can just tell the phrasing and it just changes and the way that something's referred to and then it goes back and you're like, okay, well, this line here is where this person stopped writing. And it to me, it just, it breaks continuity. And uh, you don't want people wondering about something, um, the whole document versus actually absorbing its content. And yeah, so when it's not edited, <laughs> by a single person that makes it difficult i was in school and then this girl jess that was in my group uh, we were editing it and i'm a person that's like okay like it's it's a group project we all have equal say it wasn't written by me i don't need to be the sole editor of writing this together but 
Um, if there's any marketing or communication professors or even sort of team, <laughs> I can't imagine there's any of these, uh, but teach any project with team, sorry, any classes with team projects, I should say, one person should edit. Whether that person is the best or not, I take it with a grain of salt, how it's edited in terms of tone and uh, verbiage, but it just like she was saying it this way and I was like, no, she was trying to edit something that I had wrote and I was like, that's not how it's meant to be wrote and those written, <laughs> geez, I shouldn't even be speaking, let alone writing today, uh, just really fried everyone. But it was one of those things like we were arguing over semantics and phrasing and I'm like, I don't care, you go ahead. And then she's like, well, no, let's discuss it. And I was like, you've said your point. You almost want to argue with me, like to convince me, but you're not going to convince me, but we'll go your way. Like I acknowledge that we are different. Let's move forward. Let's move on to bigger things, you know, uh, work big to small sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> it transitions into, you know, another thing it made me think about today. When I present or in a meeting, whether it's my piece just to an internal group or whether it's external, I've learned that while, I don't want to say badgering people with it, but throwing too much content and information at people is difficult in the sense of you want them to remember the, you know, the bullet points, the key points, the highlights, and be able to go back to things for more information. You want to give them as much information as possible that they're readily able to absorb at one time. Um, you know, not a professor of presenting or communications, but I have learned as much. So when I did presentation today in this meeting, I didn't leave much to be assumed. I try to go into things and thinking about obviously verbal presentations where I am physically there in person, not leaving much to either skepticism or wonder, um, there's a few things that you obviously may have to explain after, but I try to maybe even go a little bit over if that's allowed over your allotted time to present, but you don't want to leave gaps. You don't want to leave like, you know, you should try to anticipate the questions that people are going to ask. And, you know, you can never anticipate them all, but if you don't attempt to anticipate any of them, then you're almost giving two presentations. And when I say presentations, again, assume that I mean any time which you are presenting information, whether it's formal or informal in a business setting. You should, um, if you are prepared to have a conversation, well, that's different. But if you're standing up there and then there needs to be a Q&A and a follow-up afterwards, well, then you know, like there's always going to be questions and, and you can't, again, think of absolutely everything, but it just basically makes almost two presentations. Like I've been in presentations where the Q&A is longer than the presentation itself. The way it went today was this one guy presented and then it sparked a thought and then boom, we were talking for 25 minutes and his presentation was like eight. In speaking time, that is a fair presentation. And then to just go over and over and over and things and just like get and so off track and you're just like, okay, great. Does this have anything to do with why we're here? <laughs> that's that's what made me think about the topic today. Is just why are we having this meeting? <laughs> that should be the question every person asks themselves whenever there's a meeting. Sometimes there should be a meeting versus an email chain that goes back and forth, clear cut sign. But 
sometimes you get into a meeting and nobody has anything to say, you know, could be that they need to ask things and they're not, but that might be an employee problem or a company problem. I won't get into that, but the ultimate is why (laughs) before you even go in there, just why. And if you can't come up with a genuine answer and a valid answer, I should say, not just genuine because they can be genuine without being valid, then you shouldn't have it. And hopefully you enjoyed this meeting, meeting with us here at The Light Comedy over the podcast medium. I'll try not to take up too much more of your time because I don't like wasting people's time. Hope you found it interesting. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully I thank you right now. And I will thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, It means so much. Keep spreading the word. And uh, you know how it goes. This is, as always, the lighter side of everything. Talking about why we're having this meeting. Saying, bye-bye.